right, I'm Chris Avena with American Outdoor News, here with another episode of the American Outdoor News podcast. And today we have a friend, somebody I've known for a while, Carson Keyes from the Dallas Safari Club. Carson, thank you for coming on. Hey, Chris, I appreciate the invite. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Now, you've been with the Dallas Safari Club for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, let's start with, what does Dallas Safari Club represent? Yeah, we are a... So we're an international wildlife conservation organization. Um, we represent and, and we promote legal, ethical, regulated hunting. That's like around the world. That's that's kind of the, the bread and butter of, of what we work on and, and where we kind of fall. And I know each chapter takes on a different role each year. Like last year, we were in the Northeast chapter. Uh, our emphasis was on uh, outdoor education for youth. This year, we're going to shift to something else. Um, how many chapters does the... Yeah, so so I've been the chapter coordinator here for since 2019. Um, and uh, we have currently got 13 chapters around the country, which is... It's, it's, I have the coolest job in the world. I get to interact with folks like you for a living. And, and uh, you know, on a conversation, we might talk business for 10 minutes and talk hunting for the next 20 minutes. And so that's kind of how my day goes. And um, it's, there's worse things to do with, with my time, I'll tell you and that. You get paid for it. <laughs> that's right. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got 13 chapters uh, across, across the country right now and kind of looking to not, we're actively expanding that chapter network uh, on a consistent basis. We are a, it's kind of the, the DSC chapter system is unique in the fact that it's it's a very small targeted system. Uh, so we've grown very strategically over the last several years. Uh, my predecessor Kim Rapley, uh, did, did you ever meet Kim? Yeah, I know Kim. Chris? Okay, okay. So yeah, he's a uh, he he started this chapter system in 2015 uh, along with with DSC, and and we just kind of grown it ever since, and it's been really really successful for us uh, to date. Our chapters have raised several millions of dollars net profit. Uh, for conservation, education, advocacy, and, and around the world, and specifically in their communities and their backyards. And so that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's real dollars and real boots on the ground conservation. Um, it's been, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a, a good time for the last several years and, and looking forward to expanding it and growing it and continuing to see all the great things that, that our chapters do. Well, um, how does somebody go about starting a chapter? Yeah, so the easiest way to to start a chapter is just have a conversation with me. Uh, you can you can reach me at my email, which is Carson C A R S O N at biggame.org, B I G G A M E dot org, uh, or you can shoot me a call, a text four six nine nine eight six nine one three five, and let's talk about it. Uh, there's I'm happy to answer questions and things like that. Uh, the the really unique part of our ask, excuse me, the, the really unique part of our chapter system and something that I'm very very proud of is the way that our chapter contributions, so back to headquarters, are structured. Uh, in, the, in the conservation space, generally speaking, it's about 30% of the net of the largest fundraiser goes back to, to headquarters. Mm -hmm. And that might be used on, I won't even begin to, to, to go into that. Uh, but at DSC, our chapters contribute 25% of the net of their largest fundraiser back to DSC. So it's already a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Now, those checks, that 25% is split up into two different checks. There's a 5% check and a 20% check. The 5% check comes to DSC proper and is used on things such as admin, insurance, we cover all of our chapters, officers and liability insurance, 
travel and things like that. But the 20% check comes to the foundation. And every year, uh, myself and, and some foundation folks and a couple chapter folks, we curate a list of high priority, thoroughly vetted projects that the foundation's working on or has worked on in the past. And from that list, the chapters get to choose exactly where their 20% check goes. And so in effect, our chapters keep or direct 95% of the funds that they raise to projects of their choosing. And our chapters keep, so they keep 75% of that net of their largest fundraiser, and then 100% of the net of any other fundraisers throughout the year. And so mm -hmm. our chapters have a, a huge amount of control over where their funds go, and they know largely exactly where those funds land. And then the all of our chapters have the autonomy, all of our chapters are their own 501c3 or c4, non-chapter um or excuse me non-profit and uh and so that's that's a big deal that's that's also really unique and so our chapters have the oh sorry go ahead didn't mean to uh i, I wanted to step in on that the uh how does one go about becoming a non-profit organization yeah do, yeah do you assist with that yeah we we do um i'm not a lawyer and and, and i'm not an attorney and so I, I can't give legal advice uh but i have Kind of walked through this before and it's it's a fairly as far as uh, the federal government goes it's it's a fairly simple process to apply for a nonprofit status with the irs um, but from dsc we have a chapter affiliation agreement that all of our chapters sign um, and there's a couple other things that uh, that we walk them through it's a fairly non excuse me a fairly painless process and uh, we can get it done in six months or so from you know, there's initial conversations to, hey, what is this? To we are we are now a chapter of DSC. So, okay. well, like you said, I, I know each chapter has uh, a passion project that they're involved with. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, last year with the Northeast chapter that I'm involved with, um, uh, we donated uh, uh, X amount of dollars to the Outdoor Tomorrow Foundation. Yep. Which. Yep heavily emphasizes the education to our youth uh, for um, survival skills, hunting skills, fishing skills, water safety, really a great organization. We were really uh, happy to be a part of them. And uh, uh, where uh, American Outdoor News actually partnered with them as well, uh, hmm. where uh, we feature uh, something that they're working on at that point in time, as far as like this past issue was water safety and boating safety, you know, rolling into uh, sure. summer. Um, and, you know, June we'll probably do uh, something about fishing. But uh, yeah. yeah, very exciting organization and glad to be a part of it and glad to be a part of DSC that was able to, you know, assist them in their goals. Yeah, all of our chapters, again, have the autonomy to create their own mission and they all have their own flavor. That's what I call it. They all have their own culture, their own values. Uh, they have their own board. And so some of our chapters are really, really big into, so several of our chapters are really big into to youth education and youth hunting specifically. I think it's it's so important to not only introduce, you know, the next generation to to the skills, but also into hunting proper and fishing proper. And really, really, I mean, that's licensed sales. And that's where a huge amount of revenue, as you are well aware with the Pittman-Robertson Act, comes from for the, the Fish and Wildlife Service and these state Absolutely. agencies. And so, and so really that converting those kids from, you know, normal, normal kids and teenagers to 
hunters and, and sportsmen and women is a huge, huge uh, issue for us. It's obviously how we're going to to hold on to our rights and and privileges as hunters. And so that's a huge passion project for several chapters. Uh, the Wyoming chapter, for example, is also really interested in expanding outdoor opportunities for women in the state of Wyoming. And so that's kind of their focus and that's really unique to them. Their executive director, her name is Jamie and she is awesome, love her to death. Um, and so that's obviously kind of where that focus comes in. Uh, but we have other chapters that are really interested in funding their their game wardens in their state and, and their region. And so it really just kind of runs the gamut on what's important to those chapters in their backyard, which is is pretty unique in the DSC, excuse me, the, the conservation chapter world. Uh, where chapters can choose their exact passion project, as you put it. Well, you know, the outdoor lifestyle is very important to a child uh, in the development of uh, uh, a kid growing up. Uh, you know, I know, you know, my family were, you know, we were sportsmen, weren't really outdoorsmen. Uh, I think uh, I kind of broke the mold on that. I always wanted to be outdoors. I always wanted to be in the woods. And, you know, that kind of traveled over to my uh, my day job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, there's a lot to be said for just being able to go kayaking, rafting, hiking. Uh, it's not only about, you know, uh, getting into hunting, which, you know, we all love and it's a big part of what we do. Um, there's a lot that comes along with it. There's ancillary uh, activities uh, that you need to do to, you know, you, you go on an elk hunt. Well, there's, there's a hell of a hike involved there, so you might as well get used to it. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I believe everything ties together as far as our act. Oh, certainly does. Lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, now, you have a banquet coming up. We've got, yeah, we've got several banquets coming up. We've had five banquets so far this year. It's, it's called banquet season for me. Um, it generally runs from February through August, give or take. Uh, so we've had five banquets, excuse me, six banquets already this year. We've got five banquets uh, coming up. So yeah, we've got several banquets. We have one this weekend, uh, the DSC South Texas chapter based out of San Antonio. They're having their uh, their banquet this weekend. It should be a good time. Yeah, we uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the Northeast chapter just had their banquet, the Call to Adventure banquet, uh, which is our main fundraiser for the year. And I, I got to say, we really did an amazing job uh frank herrick uh the president uh did a, a vast majority of the work and uh, he really pulled together a great event larry wyzoon was there bobby hart did a seminar on uh long-range shooting you know he's the godfather of long-range shooting and uh not a better person to give a seminar on it and i know a lot of people packed the room to really uh pick his brain and uh find out uh uh, a lot about what they really didn't know. You know, people think they pick up a gun and they just aim at the target. There's a lot more to it. And um, he was happy to share his experience. Yeah, I, I was, so I'm a, this weekend I'll actually be, I'm mean, the, the best man in my buddy's wedding. And so this weekend's uh, Nate Watson, our membership coordinator, you, you've talked with Nate before. Sure, I didn't know Nate was um, married. No, 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 no. He's, uh, I'm the best man in, in a buddy's wedding. And so oh, Nate Watson okay. is, is filling in for me uh, down in South Texas. Okay. Um, so he'll be there and he'll be representing DSC and, and flying that flag. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really bummed. Obviously I wasn't able to make it to, to y'all's banquet either. I was, there was a, a bachelor party and uh, for this wedding. 
but I heard so many good things and I'm so proud of Frank with, you know, you guys, this is the first time you've had an in-person event since, since COVID yeah. and then Mark Jones was the president. So, and you had a new venue. And so you, there's a new president for a new in-person banquet at a new venue. And from everything I've heard, uh, you guys just did an outstanding job. And I'm, I'm really proud of Frank and, and all of you guys. Well, our last uh, banquet in, nine, I guess it was 2019, that was the last event uh, at the casino uh, yep. that due to COVID, they shut down the very next day. Yeah, yeah. I think it was actually... February 2020, some like the last couple of weeks of February of 2020, because then the world kind of shut down like yes. March 1st, 2020. Yep. And uh, I was obviously, I, I, you guys are in, we were in Connecticut. And so I flew up there from Dallas. And uh, when I got to the airport that Sunday, you know, those, those boards at the, at the airport with all the flight statuses and things like that. Yep. And I've never seen so many just canceled flights uh, <laughs> in, in my life. And I was, I was legitimately like trying to find a solution to getting home and I was about to rent the car and drive back to Dallas because there was, I just got on the very last flight out of, out of Hartford. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was a very tough time. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was interesting. Little did we know what was coming. I actually, I didn't even stay at the casino that night. My brother lived about 20 minutes away. So I drove to mm -hmm. him and spent some time with him and yeah. uh, now he moved out of state. So now I, I had to stay at the hotel this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was the, how was the venue? I heard great things about it. Did you, did you like it? Yeah, I really did. I yeah. really did. We had it at the uh, Marriott in Mystic, Connecticut. Mystic is a beautiful uh, little town in Connecticut. And um, it, it, they couldn't accommodate us more. They, well, I look forward to seeing it next year. Yeah, I think we'll have it there again, but we're going to take a quick break to acknowledge some of my sponsors, um, Underwood Ammo. Always a standard of excellence. Uh, great ammunition. If you don't use it, you should. Um, pyro putty and phone scope. Piece of equipment that everybody should keep in their pack. You never know when an emergency pops up and you're going to need to start a fire with pyro putty. Starts under any condition. Phone scope. You can you know videotape your uh, 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 as you're uh, scanning, looking for uh, your deer or whatnot. You can uh, pop in your phone, connect it, and videotape anything. Uh, and, of course, Hunt of a Lifetime. We're going to hear from them right now, so we'll be right back. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join HuntOfALifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit HuntOfALifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Okay, and we're back with Carson Keys, Dallas Safari Club. Carson, um, as we were saying, uh, the banquets uh, season 
well, banquet season for me is over, but <laughs> obviously not for you. No, no, we're rolling on. We got six more, excuse me, five more banquets coming up. We've had six already. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a whirlwind, but it's, it's so nice when it's over and, and the projects and the grants start growing out. The funding for these projects and grants starts going out and, and we really are able to see the impact that our chapters are having I mean, across the world and not only in their backyards, but from everything from, from Africa to, you know, water guzzler projects in the state of Texas and everywhere in between. And so that's, that is so satisfying to me to, to see that money being put to good use on with real boots on the ground conservation projects. Here's, uh, does the name uh, give you uh, a hindrance to the growth of the organization? Because it's Dallas Safari Club, even though we both know it's it's a international organization, does the name uh, inhibit growth? Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, a question that I have received. Uh, Dallas Safari Club. We started back in 1982, and so that name is is kind of a, a nod to our our forefathers that that kind of started our organization, and some of them, in fact, are still around and and. Uh, so while it is a question that we do get every every once in a while, it certainly has been no hindrance in our growth as an organization or as a chapter system. And so great question, and it, I do get it a fair amount, but uh, as soon as people kind of peel back some layers and see all the work we do and the fact that we, you know, we are not just, we have 13 chapters around the world, excuse me, around the country, and the majority of those are outside of the state of Texas. And so we do so much more work uh, and we're so much of a, we're, our membership is so broad across the world. In fact, um, that while while it is a fair question, it's, it doesn't is not a hindrance to, to growth and things like that. Now, um, Larry Wyzoon, Mr. Whitetail, has played yes, such a huge part uh, in the growth of um, Dallas Safari Club. What I want to know is where the hell does this guy get his energy? I I have got no idea, but Larry is an absolute champion for DSC. That guy, he was in the office last week, as a matter of fact, and he's here at least once a month. Uh, and he is he is so, so giving with his time. And uh, he, he is just such a, a, a wealth of knowledge and a phenomenal guy. I get the pleasure to uh, maybe, I like to think I'm his friend and uh, he's just such, a, such an awesome guy to be around. And, and he really is an amazing champion for DSC. Well, you know, we were setting up, Larry was the keynote speaker at our event. And, uh, you know, we were setting up, Larry was there, he came, flew in the day before, and, you know, we're setting up booths, and Larry just rolled up his sleeves, and he started carrying mounts and moving tables. I'm like, and Larry's not a young guy. Um, yeah, no, that's just the type of guy he is, just an awesome guy through and through, salt of the earth. He's Unbelievable. He's a hands-on guy and he, there, there's no menial task for him. He's involved in every facet and every level of uh, the event from, That's right. uh, from the auction process to setting up and breaking down. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, what's next for you guys? What can we expect from DSC for this year? Well, we just hired a director of government affairs. And uh, so that's going to expand our, our stroke in D.C. And really, I'm looking forward to, uh, to tying that in with our chapter system. And, and she's, she's been an awesome lady to work with. I've only met her a couple times now, but 
really, really excited to work with her in the future and, and expand the abilities and the capabilities of our chapter in, in DSC proper. Would that entail more uh, on uh, the political spectrum as far as uh, absolutely. conservation? Yeah. And absolutely, yeah. She is based in D.C., and so she is our, our connection to the Hill. And uh, that's what she's there for, and, and really, really excited to see what she's uh, able to produce and, and capable of here in the future. Well, that's exciting to, yeah, definitely exciting to see. And yep, that's a, it's been a long time coming, and, and so now we kind of have this, you know, we're a bigger player in the political game uh, for conservation education advocacy. Well, here's a question for you, being that we're yeah. on a political uh, topic. Um, California judge, a uh, activist, uh, California judge relisted the wolf on the uh, endangered species. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of these decisions we've been seeing lately have been based in emotional sentiment and not in science and not in fact. And that's that's a shame. And that's not what the North American model of wildlife conservation was founded upon. And so um, they really don't have anything more to say than that. It's just, a, it's a shame. Well, I think we both know that, uh, you know, the wolf population is uh, alive and kicking. Uh, <laughs> they, they, just like a dog, they'll, they could put out two litters a year. Uh, each female can have anywhere from you know, eight to 16, 18 pups a year. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. the, their, um, you know, here it is springtime. Uh, I know in like Colorado where they have a lot of cattle, cattle ranching going on, uh, they're um, having uh, calves delivered and the yep. bringing the dinner bell. Like, all right, we have veal. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. And, and as you are, I'm sure you're aware that Colorado is going to be introducing wolves to the landscape in 2023, I believe it is. Don't quote me there. Um, and that, again, that was a prime example of ballot box biology where certain people in, in certain big cities uh, kind of controlled that vote. And the real stakeholders, the ranchers who are protecting their cattle and, and you know, they're dropping calves and wolves are, and coyotes right now are taking advantage of that. They, the real, those stakeholders that are actually having going to, that are going to have to deal with the consequences of wolves. Uh, weren't really consulted and, and weren't given a fair seat at the table. And so that's just, that's a prime example of wildlife decisions being made with feelings and, and with political agendas as opposed to science. It was a, an emotional decision. And that's right. you know, we both know that the wolf is the poster child for, uh, you know, for uh, animal rights activists. Um, I even, I just spoke to... Uh, Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany mm. uh, on this very topic. And I asked him straight out, I said, hey, um, Donald Trump, uh, well, the, the wolf was delisted from the Endangered Species Act during the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. Did that play a role in relisting them as an endangered species? He outright said, played a big role in it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of games going on behind the scenes, and it's not about uh, the the health and growth of a, a particular species. It's a political motivation. Yep, 
I think there's certainly a place for wolves and grizzly bears and, and predators of that nature on the landscape, but the unchecked uh, presence of those same predators is another conversation for another day, but it doesn't make, scientifically, it doesn't make much sense. Well, the hunting conservation model works. It works Absolutely. here. It works for bear. It works for coyotes. Why doesn't it work for, for wolf? Yep. Yeah. But yep. So that's that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, that's part of what we do. Yeah, ab absolutely. We are, you know, big on 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 steering culture and encouraging people to, you know, have a conversation with people who who may or may not uh, agree with hunting, but just to see the benefits that the true factual benefits of of hunting and conservation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on. And where can we find uh, you as well as how do we sign up to become a member of Dallas Safari Club? Yeah, that's thanks for that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plug DSC's website here. It's called it's www.biggame.org. Um, there you can find all the information about us as an organization, our upcoming uh, June 4 and 5 Foundation Gala, our annual convention, uh, January 5 through 8, I think. Don't quote me there. Uh, as well as everything to, to to learn about our chapter. So there's a chapter tab up on the top of that, that screen there. Um, we have our chapter directory there and everything like that. You can go ahead and look through that and do a little bit of your research. And when you've done that and you're kind of finally to, ready to ask a few more uh, targeted questions, go ahead and give me a call at 469-986-9135 or send me an email at carson at biggame.org. Well, definitely go to the site, consider uh, becoming a member, and remember that, you know, when you become a member of Dallas Safari Club, you get a free subscription to American Outdoor News. <laughs> Absolutely you do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So feel free to subscribe to our podcast. Definitely check out Dallas Safari Club, and we thank you again for listening. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Always, always a pleasure to have you on.